you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. Uh, let's open our Bibles to the book of Revelation and we're going to start with Revelation chapter 6 and verse 5 onwards. I, I hope and I pray that um, that you will remain tuned in and attentive through the course of uh, this evening, morning, whenever you're watching this, may this word become a blessing to you. Even if you're watching this a year later, may this word become as real and as personal to you then as when we are recording and, and streaming this. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 6 and verse 5, it says, when the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, come. And I looked up and saw a black horse and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from among the four living beings say, a loaf of wheat, bread or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. And don't waste or don't harm the olive oil and wine. Now, the book of Revelation is an absolutely gorgeous and yet mysterious book in the Bible. Uh, it has got uh, several uh, revelations of several things of what is going to take place in the days to come. And at the same time, we can derive a lot of lessons and we can learn how to prepare ourselves to even live in our day and time. In this particular scripture, it talks about the seals being opened. You know, if you go into the book of Revelation in chapter 4, 5 and 6, you would see this progression where there are seals in heaven and there is nobody to open those seals. And finally, Jesus, the Lamb of God, is found worthy to open the seals. Now, these seals, they unleash uh, judgments and they unleash calamities upon the earth. And one of the third seals, the one of the first few seals, it's the third seal. It says when the third seal was broken, that there was a rider on a black horse that came in. Now the black horse, it represents death, it represents decay, it represents destruction, it represents all kinds of darkness that, has, that is unleashed upon the earth. And it says that the rider of this dark horse, he had a pair of scales, something that you used to measure. And the Bible says that as a result of this black horse and its rider being unleashed upon the earth, in verse 6 it says that there was a global recession and basic food, the, the three loaves of barley or one loaf of uh, wheat bread would cost an entire day's pay. Can you imagine in our day and time, uh, if we have to compare this, it says that your entire day's pay, let's say that your, your per day earning is uh, 1000 or 2000 rupees. Can you imagine one chapati costing 
2000 rupees and he says that there will be a global recession that will uh, strike the whole world to such an extent that the basic food will cost ginormous prices and uh, the bible says that at the same time wine or oil they will not be affected the fuel and alcohol those things may not be affected those are the luxuries those are not the things that you need to exist on the earth and at the same time the basic essentials of food are going to cost uh, like really really a lot now what does this represent? Now, this is something which is actually physically going to take place in the future. And at the same time, right now, I'm not doing a Bible study on the book of Revelation and trying to tell you about things that is going to happen in the future. I'm trying to come to a point and it says that there will be a lack for basic supplies and, and, and food, which is like a basic supply, will be costing a huge amount. And then the Bible talks about how this entire season is going to unleash death, decay, problems, challenges, darkness, people fighting each other. You know, if you go into the Bible days, you would find people going so wild, so crazy that they would even eat up their own children because they do not have food. Uh, they would uh, even go to the extent of wanting to kill themselves because they do not want to face the hunger and they would leave their children away and they, they can't face uh, seeing their children starving and, and, and I pray and I hope that we will not have to see these days and at the same time I'd like to draw your attention to something this does represent the fact that we are people that are so much you know dependent on these basic necessities of life and at the same time we take them for granted we don't really value that one chapati that we get we just throw it off if it's too much or we don't value those basic essentials and at the same time we value oil or wine or all the expensive luxuries that we get we value them and it says there will come a time when the luxuries will not get affected but the basics will be taken out of your life and the basics will cost a huge amount of money. Now, the basics are what we depend so much upon. The Bible says uh, in another scripture in the book of Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 1, it says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies will take away from Jerusalem and Judah everything that they depend on, every bit of bread and every drop of water. In other words, uh, God is declaring that because these guys have been so much dependent upon this bread and water and they have not really valued where it comes from, uh, that is why they are going after all these other idols for all these superficial things and all these uh, things on the surface level. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to strike them at their basic level. I'm going to take away their bread and their water. I'm going to take away the things that they take for granted most times and I'm going to take away their basic necessities in like it says in the book of Revelation chapter 6 the one loaf of wheat will cost you an entire day's uh, wage it says in verse 
2 of Isaiah chapter 3, I will take away all their heroes and all their soldiers, their judges and their prophets, their fortune tellers and their elders, army officers and high officials, advisors, skilled sorcerers and astrologers. I am going to take away everything that they clearly that they uh, seem to be depending upon i'm going to take it away take them out of their lives now what is this speaking about am i telling you that there is going to be a recession in the days to come i think the world is already at the verge of a crazy recession and i think that the enemy is going to use everything possible to bring his kingdom to establish his kingdom in a time of global pandemic and recession uh, but i'm not talking about that i am talking about something even more essential than physical food I'm talking about our spiritual food. Jesus said it like this. Uh, he was actually quoting the book of Deuteronomy. He said it in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So in other words, the bigger judgment or the bigger craziness in the whole world will be if we encounter a time or if we reach a time when there is lack or when there is need for basic word from God, one revelation, one scripture, one sermon, and it is too expensive to get it. The price is too high uh, to get a word from the Lord. Can you imagine a world like that where, um, you know, food is not the biggest challenge, but receiving a word from God is something next to impossible and you know God declared this uh, as a judgment if you read the book of Amos chapter 8 verse 11 onwards it says the time is surely coming says the sovereign Lord when I am going to send a famine on the land but not a famine of bread or water but of hearing the words of the Lord he says hey you know how bread and water is essential it's like basic for your you know physical existence in the same way that your spiritual existence on this planet is because of hearing my voice into your life I'm going to send a famine of uh, hearing my words that you will not be able to hear my word that easily you know why would God say something like that is it because he doesn't love us is it because he doesn't care for us is it because he doesn't want us to prosper or increase or go to the next level in our life no I think it's because we have devalued God's word you know we live in a time and age when uh, every time we open up our Instagram feed we have somebody preaching there or somebody giving a revelation there or somebody prophesying there or if we go on Facebook we have the same and we go on YouTube we have the same now all of this depending on your interests and you know desires of what you usually enjoy watching online but if you you know are into hearing scriptures and sermons and all I'm sure all your feeds will be populated by a T.D. Jakes or a Stephen Furtick or a, a prophet or a prophetess or a prayer warrior somebody or the other bringing God's word you know in one way or the other and sometimes when we have such an abundance it's very natural for us to take these for granted it's very natural for us to not value what we are getting so easily and that is when 
we go after these idols and and we are no longer satisfied by these things and we are trying to find other ways and other places where we can receive and where we can uh, be nourished or we can be helped and you know truth be told that is when we are truly worshiping idols and then the bible says in amos chapter 8 and verse 12 it says people will stagger from sea to sea and wander from border to border searching for the word of the lord and they will not find it it says beautiful girls and strong young men they will grow faint in that day thirsting for the lord's word they they are going to go from ends of the earth to the other ends of the earth you know you should understand that the whole world is right now dependent so heavily on uh, scriptures or teachings that is available on social media and on internet what if a government comes that doesn't believe in what we are talking about how hard is it for them to just ban all of this out you know in india we've seen how tiktok has been banned overnight and overnight we don't have access to any of those creators that are talking and doing anything on tiktok can you imagine how crazy would it be if the same thing happens on for youtube facebook any media platform if they find anything that talks about bible god jesus how easy is it for them to just ban everything and how hard is it going to be for us to access uh, spiritual food for us to access spiritual revelations now why is god saying that something like this can happen it can happen if we are going to take this for granted if we are going to take what he is speaking to us if we are going to take what he is revealing to us what he is showing us for granted if we reach a place like that if we come to a place of valuing other things as more important than hearing his voice now i understand that hearing his voice or receiving a word from him or receiving a revelation these are basics these are not um, the the ultimate things but you know we we don't know how much we need these basic essentials we we don't know how much we need that chapati we don't know how much we need that that one bread one piece of bread till we don't get it for the next one month only then will we know how much we were being sustained by these words that were coming to us and my hope and my prayer is that in this season when we are overcrowded with live streams and and we are overcrowded with uh, facebook posts and instagram posts and twitter posts that we will not be taking god's word for granted we will not take our reading the word for granted we will not take our attention to uh, our man of god to our church services for granted we will not take these revelations these prophetic conferences that are coming to you day after day week after week that you would not take these things for granted instead that you will do everything possible to not only give your 100% attention but to take out anything that can stand in the way of you receiving what god is trying to speak and reveal to us or else we will come to that time where the angel said uh, that an entire day's wage can probably buy you a one loaf of wheat or three loaves of barley can you imagine how scary a time like that can be Uh, what i'd like to do is uh, take you through the life of david 
this was an amazing man of God, but three times he came to a place where he was hungry or there was a famine or there was lack of bread and there was lack of food. And we will try to study what was the reason for that lack and how can we overcome that lack? How can we overcome those hindrances in our lives so that we do not face that lack for bread, so that we do not face that lack for physical food and spiritual food at the same time. Now, all these principles that I'm teaching you, it is as much applicable in the physical realm as it is in the spiritual realm. But I know that most of us that are watching us you're not so much in the danger of starving physically as much as you are in the danger of starving spiritually because that is where we take things for granted we uh, take our uh, spiritual intake for granted we take our sermons that we receive and the revelations and the prophecies that are spoken over our lives we take them for granted when was the last time that you went back and and studied something that God spoke to your pastor or God spoke to you through your prophet like three years back. When was the last time that you went and valued and said, hey, I need a revision, I need a reminder, I need to go back and, you know, get myself acquainted to this a little more. When was the last time that you went back to study it and, and value it and say, wow, I, I need this more. I cannot, I cannot take what God has done in the past for granted. I want to go and re-digest it, you know, like how a cow will chew on its curd and, and he will bring back what he has eaten long ago and he will begin to chew on it and he will spend his time chewing, 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 you know, trying to get everything possible from what he ate. And I pray that we will be believers and Christians like that, that will really, really value everything that God has spoken and done in the past. So, Going into the life of David, uh, the first time that David encountered a need for food was when he was running away from Saul. Saul had determined to kill David and now David is running away from uh, Saul and uh, on his way he has his own people that has begun to follow him, his own men that has uh, you know become his team members and the Bible says he came to the priest. There was a priest in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 21 uh, who uh, he met and he went and he received a word from the Lord and he he asked him hey we're all very hungry but do you have any food to give us now David is um, running away from Saul he this is a season in his life where he's running away from Saul and he is also followed by a few uh, guys, young guys who are part of his team. Now they are all hungry. They are not as rich and as prosperous as the king of the land. Uh, they, were, they are not being taken care of by the royal army or the royal funds. And now they have reached this priest called priest Abimelech. This is a story that you can find in 1 Samuel chapter 21. And the Bible says David was hungry and his men were hungry. And David goes to Abimelech and he says, Do you have any food left for us to eat? And the priest, he says, we, we do have food, but we don't have any regular food. This is 1 Samuel 21 verse 4. Let me read this for you. It says, we don't have any regular bread, the priest replied, but there is this holy bread which you can have 
provided your young men have not slept with any woman recently now he's talking to david and he's saying i understand your need i understand that you are hungry i understand that your team is starving and that you do not have enough to eat and yet what i have to offer it is not common food it is sacred food it is special food and this cannot be eaten this cannot be consumed by somebody who has been engaging with a woman or who've been sleeping around or who've been not consecrated you know according to the old testament customs you know before these guys would take part of the sacrifices they have to go through a ritual cleansing of their body they would have to go through ritual cleansing of um, their clothing every area of their life they'll have to cleanse themselves before they can take part of the um, sacrifices and the food that are offered to God and then the priest is asking him a question he's asking him hey who are the people that you've been one with or who are the people that you've been united with or your team has been in one with if you have not consecrated yourself enough or if you have not prepared yourself enough then i cannot give you this special bread you know so let me let me tell you the first reason for famine the first reason for hunger the first reason for this lack of bread this lack of water it it is the fact that sometimes we are not consecrated enough to receive what god has prepared for us and we are not set apart enough to hear the voice of god we are not uh, you know holy enough pure enough or consecrated enough to want to hear god or to hear his voice we do not value god enough to set ourselves apart to receive from him now as much as we say that hey uh, you know god doesn't hold our sins against us and god doesn't hold our failures against us all of that is true that doesn't mean that your consecration is not important see if you will continue in a lifestyle of sin if you will continue in a lifestyle of disobedience and if you will continue in a lifestyle that is not consecrated if you will continue in a lifestyle that is unholy then before you know you will end up in a place where you will stop hearing god's voice over your life i can write it down for you you cannot be doing both you cannot be hearing god's voice and you cannot be continuing to obey the enemy at the same time you can continue to live as a christian you may continue to preach amazing sermons but you will not be able to hear these rema revelations from god and at the same time continue in a lifestyle of sin and the, the bible is extremely clear about its position on this particular topic it's very necessary my dear friends that if we are pursuing god to hear his heartbeat on a daily basis if we are pursuing god to be constantly nourished by his bread then we live a life of consecration that we live a life that is set apart that just like 
you know the people in the old testament how they did a physical cleansing for a physical bread that they were supposed to eat that we will uh, take our heart and our mind and our spirits to god and ask for a spiritual cleansing that there will be an uprooting of uh, of desires and uprooting of uh, of uh, of all those things all those attitudes in our life that is going to stand in the way of receiving this holy bread this bread from heaven this voice of god in our life now the bible says that david told this priest abimelech saying you you're right and in fact uh, our people they have kept themselves away even on a regular time we keep ourselves away from things like this how much more when we are on a special mission like this you know apostle paul said it like this that we have to endure suffering as soldiers of Jesus Christ that we do not live like civilians but that we endure suffering as soldiers of Jesus Christ and sometimes living consecrated life sometimes living a set apart life would look like suffering to you but it is necessary for us to live a set apart lifestyle so that we can continue to hear from God because we can afford to lose our friends we can afford to lose our job we can afford to lose our relationships we can afford to even lose our health but we cannot afford to lose god's voice man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god that is something that we do not want to lose that is something that we do not want to give up on let's go further the bible says in first uh, samuel chapter 25 that david and his men in this place again they are in need for food Uh, this is the second story in the bible where um they do not have enough to eat and they send word to a rich guy now what they did is they had protected this rich guy and they had protected his people when they were in the fields and his name was nebal and his uh, uh, he had a lot of uh, shepherds and lot of businesses under his name and david what he did was he protected and he served and he helped them made sure that not a single sheep was stolen or lost or harmed in any way david and his men they did everything to protect them and now it's time for david to receive a reward and now david is hungry he and his men they are hungry and they do not have enough reserves so they send their men to this guy uh, called nebal and the bible says they went and asked him you know what we have uh, really done everything we can to be by your side we have done everything possible to protect you to help you but now we are in a state of need now we need bread now we need food and i know that this is a good season in your life this is a season of uh, shearing the sheep this is a season when you will get a lot of income this is a season when there will be a lot of celebration in your house would you have leftover food that you can give for me and my men and this was the reply that this guy nebal gave it says in first samuel chapter 25 and verse 10 who is this fellow david nebal sneered to the young men who does this son of jesse think that he is 
there are lots of servants these days who run away from their masters. Now that was the revelation that Nabal had about David. And he said, I'm not going to give you food. I'm not going to give you your basic supplies. Now, there was a Nabal and there was an Abigail in this story. And there was a wise person, that was Abigail, and there was a foolish person, that was Nabal. Now, the only difference between the both of them was that one person had a true understanding of David and the other person did not have the right perspective about David. Whereas one person saw David as you know, one of the runaway servants. The other person saw David as somebody that protected us and, and did everything to take care of us and now, you know, wants to continue a relationship with us, now want to continue to develop a partnership with us and, and it is necessary that we sow into his life. It's necessary that we feed him. It's necessary that we honor him, we take care of him. Now, now this is the second thing that can stop from uh, uh, feeding us that can stop us from receiving what God has prepared for us it is the lack of understanding it's a lack of understanding of the people that God has placed in our lives and that is the problem Nabal had he did not understand the value of David he did not know who David truly was and I pray and I hope that you and I will not be caught in that trap that we will not be foolish in our understanding of who our men of God is we will not be foolish in our understanding of who our pastors are that we will not be foolish in our understanding of what they carry now now sometimes their present situation may not look so appealing when they do not have enough food or when they do not have enough resources or when they do not have enough uh, things to offer you it may not look so appealing and it may be very natural for us to reject them it may be very natural for us to say hey I, I, I don't want to get into a partnership with you I don't want anything to do with you but probably that may be the guy that God has assigned to protect you maybe the guy that God has assigned to provide for you maybe the guy that God has assigned to take care of you in the season ahead will you forsake your foolishness the kind of foolishness that Nabal had and cling to the wise choice that Abigail had of saying no I value this man of God and I value what he did for my family in the past and I, I value what uh, God has been speaking and doing through his life in my city in my nation and I want to get into a partnership with this man of God I want to go into a long-term relationship in fact the Bible says Abigail went on to marry David after the death of Nabal and I pray that some of you today will get into a, a serious covenant relationship with your man of God a serious partnership with your man of God saying hey I really value what God is doing in your life and I want to be in on this for the rest of my life I do not want to be foolish in devaluing you just because you are not like King Saul now David was not yet a king Saul was still the king and that is why Nabal saw this and said hey I know Saul 
and I know that you're not with Saul, so I don't think that I need to value you. But Abigail saw what David had done for them. And Abigail saw how David has been a blessing to them. And Abigail said, no, this person has stood with our family and this person deserves for us to get into a long-term covenant relationship. Now, if you would do that, I'm telling you, you will never lack good food. You would never lack good bread. You would never lack divine providence. You would never lack divine uh, revelations. If you are in a season where you feel that God is not speaking to you, that God is not revealing anything to you and you you feel that you've already consecrated yourself enough and you've already set yourself apart from the, the those things that that God wants you to keep yourself away from then probably it may be because you're not valuing your man of God enough probably you're not looking at your man of God and saying this man truly is sent by God this man truly is somebody that God is going to use and and God is going to speak to me through and God is going to bless me through. I need to align myself. I need to get into a covenant relationship with my man of God. I pray that in this season, you will break out of every foolishness in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are, wherever you are, all those foolish words that you have uttered, that you will withdraw those foolish words, all those foolish um, thoughts you've had, that you will repent for those foolish thoughts, all those foolish conversations that you've engaged in with other members in your church or other people, that you will withdraw from them and say, no, 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 this is not my portion, that I'm not going to be like Nabal, I'm, I'm going to be like Abigail, I'm not going to, in fact, I am going to make sure that I distance myself from Nabal and I will cling close to my David and I will get into a covenant relationship with David so that this can become a reason for my blessings, that I will not be in a place of famine, that I will not be in a place of lack, that I will not be in a place of, uh, of, of wanting for my basic necessities, that my wheat and barley will come. It will not be expensive, that it will come at normal cost and I will not have to pay a high price for that. Now that's the second story. The third story, we can see it in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 21 and verse 1 onwards. And, and right now, David has become the king of Israel. Now David is the supreme leader in this nation. Saul has passed away in a battle and constantly David is facing famines in the land. For three consecutive years, the Bible says that there was no harvest, there was famine, there is no food and, and David is hurting. David's people are, is hurting and, and David goes to God and says, God, why is this happening? I want to know, I want to understand how could there be lack of bread in my nation? And we are a nation that serves God. We are a nation that has been set apart from our uh, old ways of living. And we are a nation that has valued uh, the, the men of God and the prophets of God and the voices of God in our life. How could it be that we can be in a season of famine? Why are we here? And David begins to seek God's heart. See, if it is just a one-off incident, 
you can say okay it may be an accident one attack of the enemy you don't have to take it very seriously if it happens twice you can still call it coincidence but if it happens three times and that's what happened in David's day it says for three consecutive years there was famine and if you've been struggling to hear from God if you've been struggling to receive from God for a consecutive number of days weeks years months I'm telling you then you need to take it seriously and you need to go to God and find out what is going wrong and then the Bible says that the Lord told him that this famine was has come because Saul and his family are guilty of murdering the Gibeonites. Now let me give you a little of a little bit of context to this story. The Gibeonites were one of the original inhabitants of the land of Canaan. And when Joshua and uh, the two million people came from Egypt and they crossed the river of Jordan and they you know captured Jericho and they are now trying to capture all of Canaan the Gibeonites they came and they deceptively made a treaty with Joshua and they told Joshua that we've come from a very far off land can you promise to protect us and Joshua said okay yes they did not really inspect any background and they just said yes we will protect you and we will be by your side and we will not hurt you Joshua had made a covenant with these Gibeonites that I am not going to hurt you. Me and my people, we are not going to hurt you. Now, centuries later or hundreds of years later, Saul, he began to hurt the Gibeonites. Now, technically, Saul has not made a promise to these Gibeonites. It was Joshua, one of the forefathers of Israel who had made a promise to these Gibeonites. Now, Saul had engaged in a battle with these Gibeonites where he had started killing these Gibeonites. Now, there was a curse that came upon the land, not even during Saul's time. The famine did not come during Saul's days. Years later, when David was king, can you imagine the, the chain of events? The promise was made by Joshua, that is, 40 years from when Moses left from Egypt and the promise was broken by Saul a few decades before when he was a king when he started killing Gibeonites and now David is the current king the current righteous king of Israel he's a man after God's heart he's uh, set apart he's consecrated loves worship values prophets prophetic voices in his nation and still he's experiencing a season of famine in his nation where not just he is suffering his entire nation is suffering now earlier it was just him and his team now the entire nation is suffering a famine and then God speaks to him that it is because of a covenant that was made hundreds of years back by a man called Joshua which your predecessor that is Saul he broke that covenant because of which now in your day and time there is famine in your land do you see how spiritual dynamics work sometimes we do not understand why something is going wrong in our life sometimes we don't understand why the same challenge or attack is coming again and again and again and sometimes we do not see a, a practical physical 
evidence of something going wrong. Now, sometimes it may be a lack of consecration. Sometimes it's because we do not value the man of God. But sometimes there may be a generational curse that is hanging over your life. There is a condemning voice that is hanging over your family. There's a condemning uh, desire that is hanging over your business and that is hanging over your finances. That has been haunting your family for generations. And this spirit has been remaining dormant in your father's life but suddenly it decided to activate itself when it came to your life because it saw the prosperity upon David it saw the blessing of God upon David and it said hey I need this is a man I need to attack that I am going to suffocate him and I am going to make sure he doesn't hear from God I'm going to make sure he doesn't receive a voice from God and I'm going to make sure that that this guy will die without God's voice this is a high level of demonic attack now this morning I don't know where you are in life but let me tell you this I have come with a word from the Lord to break everything that has been done by your predecessors by the ones that went ahead of you by the ones that has made promises uh, to your enemy now these Gibeonites were supposed to be the enemy to the land uh, to the land of Israel to the people of Israel and yet Joshua without concern Consulting God, he made a promise to the enemy. Now there were covenants that your fathers or forefathers or people in your family members or your, even your, your, your church pastor or leader, somebody made concerning you to God that is harming your life right now. I've come with a word to, to break that right now in the name of Jesus. I truly believe that God wants to take us into a season of abundance, not just abundance of physical food, but abundance of spiritual food, abundance of spiritual revelation. And every, every broken covenant, every covenant with the enemy that is being uh, made in your family, I come against that right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Wow. You know, David had to get into slaughtering a lot of sons of Saul to redeem the nation from the curse that the nation had inherited because of Saul's uh, breaking that promise. Uh, but thankfully, you and I have Jesus who died for us on the cross. And because of the fact that he took our curse upon him, when we appropriate it into our lives by faith, our restitution is already made. But if we will believe that, if we will hold on to that, and if we will receive that, then we do not have to go back and undo what our fathers and forefathers did. All that we need to do is tune in and receive what Jesus did for us. And I'm telling you, your famine of God's word will come to an end today. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about 10 years from now. I'm saying today your famine of encounters will come to an end. Today your famine of receiving from God will come to an end. Today, today, today the Lord is going to open up heavens over your life, over your family, over your church, over your ministry and you are going to begin to hear from God like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can I just recap the three things that David experienced. The first of David's struggle was because of lack of consecration and he said, no, my men are consecrated. The second was because there was foolishness that was standing in his way. 
and uh, he he there was somebody that was not valuing the anointed man and the third was because there was uh, broken covenants there was broken promises there was uh, promises covenants that were made with the enemy that were ungodly and that had to be gotten rid of to be able to take the curse off of their nation and off of their land all these things are important for us today so that we will not stand as hindrances to receiving God's word and God's voice over our life. Can I finish with this prophetic declaration over you? This is from the book of Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 1 onwards. The Bible says, is anyone thirsty? The Lord is speaking. Is anybody thirsty? Is there anybody who is uh, desperate he says if there is anybody that is thirsty come and drink even if you have no money this is not something that God is going to sell to you he says even if you don't have money just come and drink come and take your choice of wine or milk it's all free as long as you have consecrated yourself as long as you honor the men and women of God that God has placed over your life and as long as you're willing to disconnect from your physical or spiritual lineage or from those people in your life that are being a negative influence in your life and you're willing to plug into the family of God, the person of Jesus, as long as you're willing to do these things, you will have free drink. It's all free. It may be milk or it may be wine. Your choice. It's your choice. What do you want? The Lord says it's available for you free of cost. Just come and drink. Verse 2. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does not do you any good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Again, he's not talking about physical food here. Do you understand what he's saying? He says, listen to me. Listen to me and you will get food. You will get the finest meal. My voice, he says, is the food you need in this season. My voice, the words that I speak when you're consecrated and when you value your men and women of God and when you break off from those covenants, the word, the voice that you will receive from me, that is the food that you need in this season, the Lord says. And he says, come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. He doesn't say eat bread and then you will find life. He says, listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love that I promised to David. Now David received this everlasting covenant with God because he was willing to go to whatever extent to receive his bread, his physical bread, his physical blessings. Now in the New Testament we are not craving after physical blessings. We know that physical blessings are ours. We are not running after them but we are also uh, 
craving for spiritual food. You are craving for God's voice. He says that this is what I gave to David and this is what I'm willing to give to you. All the unfailing love that I promised to David is now yours, my dear son. Yours, my dear daughter. Wherever you are willing to become hungry for my voice, hungry for my drink, you're willing to come to me and drink. He says, I am going to give it to you free of cost. If you will keep your ears wide open, I'm going to speak and you can listen and you can find life. He says, verse 4, see how I used him. Who is this him? David. See how I used David to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. And the Lord says, when you hear my voice, when you are not living in a season of famine of hearing my voice, when you disconnect from your famine and recession of spiritual food from your life and you come and hear my voice and you value what I give you, I'm going to make you a leader like David. I'm going to give you influence among nations in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord says, verse 5, you will also command nations that you do not know and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey you because I the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel have made you glorious can you imagine what God is saying he's saying that I'm going to make you so glorious because you've been hearing my voice because you've received this everlasting covenant with me because you've been receiving unfailing love from my heart what I gave David I'm going to give you and because you've been receiving this I'm going to make you so glorious ha I, I pray and I hope you will receive this in its fullest extent he says that nations will come to obey you he says, unknown people will come to listen to your voice, to your commandments. Do you have anything that you're going to command? You open your voice and you command it and people will obey you. And that will happen if you are attentive, if your ears are attentive to his voice. And if you are receiving from God and you're not living in a season of famine and you're overflowing with bread and, and milk and honey and wine in your own spiritual walk with God, then the Lord says you when you open your mouth and speak and people will run to obey you people will run to uh, to do what God is doing through your life verse 6 he says seek the Lord while you can find him call on him while he is near this is a season when he is near this is a season when he's available for us why don't we seek him afresh why don't you go to him you know don't just do this alone try to do it in a community try to plug into uh, cell groups anchor groups try to log into uh, prayer times you know, and, and and do everything possible to seek the Lord not just in your alone times but together as a family of God seek the Lord while you can find him call on him while he is near verse 7 it says let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them yes turn to our God for he will forgive generously whatever your sins or struggles or problems may be can I remind you that when you turn to God he will forgive you and he will forgive you generously because verse 8 it says my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts 
says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything that you could imagine. He says, when you hear my voice and when you hear my heartbeat, you will see that my thoughts are not like yours. My ways are not what I have planned for you. It's greater and higher and more beautiful than what you have planned for yourself. He says, verse 9, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now the Lord is saying, this is what I'm going to give to you this season. When you disconnect from your famine and when you hunger for the spiritual food, I'm going to give you my thoughts and I'm going to give you my ways and I'm going to give you my plans. I'm going to teach them to you. Verse 10, he says, the rain and snow come down from the heaven and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. The Lord says that he is going to release rain from heaven and it is going to come and fall on the ground and it is going to stay on your life till it produces food for you, till it produces spiritual food, not just grains but also bread. That it will, it will, it may be a process, but the Lord says, I'm going to give you the rain and the snow so that you have abundance of grain, you have abundance of revelations, you have abundance of God's voice. You do not have to struggle, you do not have to go from nation to nation struggling to hear a word from the Lord. You do not have to go from one live stream to another live stream struggling to hear a voice from the Lord. The Lord says he is going to rain down upon you. Heavens are going to be open over you so that there is grain and there is bread for you to eat. If you are hungry, he is going to bring bread for you. 11 verse 11 it says it is the same with my word. When I send it out, it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. I want us to read verse 11 together. If you're in your homes, if you have somebody watching with you, can you declare this out together? Okay, the Lord is saying it is the same. He's giving an example of physical harvest and physical food and he's saying it is the same with my word that I'm releasing over you. He says it is the same with my word I will send it out and it will always produce fruit. It will accomplish what I wanted to and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. Let's read it once again. The book of Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11. It is the same with my word, says the Lord. I will send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I wanted to and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. And the Lord says that you are in a season like that where his voice is coming to you and it is going to prosper you and it is going to bless you and it is going to take you from strength to strength, glory to glory, wisdom to wisdom, praise upon praise, grace upon grace, increase upon increase. Everything will come from his voice that is being unleashed over your life in this season. As a result of it, verse 12, it says, You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. 
Why? Because the word of the Lord is going to prosper you. The word of the Lord is going to bring fruit in your life. The word of the Lord is going to be abundantly available in your life. I rebuke every lie that the enemy has spoken over your life saying, I can never hear from God. That I can never be like that prophet or like that man of God. I can never receive revelation like somebody else. No, no, no. That's a lie in Jesus' mighty name. As you begin to consecrate your life in this season and as you begin to disconnect from the foolish conversations in your life and and say yes to those wise conversations and, and say yes to honor and say yes to those men and women of God God has placed over your life and as you disconnect from all those ancient lineage and those curses that the Lord is revealing to you God is bringing to you bringing light to you in this season as you do that and as you connect to the family of God as you connect to the lineage of God right now in Jesus name may revelations may portals of information portals of encounter portals of understanding God portals of receiving from God be opened up to you in this season in the mighty mighty name of Jesus Oh, Holy Spirit, come, come, come and move upon your people. Breathe life. Breathe the life that you have declared in Isaiah chapter 55. Lord, may nations come to listen to their commands in the days ahead because they are full of your voice, because they are full of your word. May unknown people come and seek their business. May unknown people come and seek their blessing. May unknown people come and seek their favor because they are so full of your word your voice and your presence thank you lord for speaking to us in jesus name we pray amen amen thank you for tuning in we believe that you are blessed by the word we would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a saturday night service at 7 p.m or a sunday morning service at 11 a.m for more information please visit our website streamingrevival.com